0: We begin in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. All thanks and praise belong to Allah Almighty, the true sovereign of the skies and the earth. And I believe as a Muslim that I believe in all the prophets from Hazrat Adam, السلام, Nabi Nuh, Abraham, David, Solomon, John the Baptist, Jesus Christ, and Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam as the final and absolute of all divine emissaries from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Allah and we thank Allah for granting us the precious gift of life and making us from the honorable members of the ummah of Sayyiduna Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. MashaAllah, what a glorious day of Jum'ah. And I pray to Almighty Allah to grant each and every one of us, our families, our friends, our loved ones, all the khair and barakah of this beautiful day of Jum'ah. What a glorious month, the month of Rabiul Awal, in which Muslims globally celebrate and commemorate the blessed and Mubarak birth and advent of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam to this physical world. And it's important for us to note that this beautiful month of al Owal this year coincides with the period in which our Christian brethren are commemorating the birth of Nabi Isa salam Jesus Christ. Although there's many controversies which I will try to clear with regard to the date of the birth of Jesus, but everything about it the birth of Jesus, His advent, and we reveredly refer to Him as Nabi Isa. Alayhi salam. Everything about that is Quranic and Islamic. Also, in this glorious month of Rabbi al which coincided with the 16th of December, in which we celebrated Reconciliation Day. And it is so important for us to note that the world that we live in today is a world of turmoil, a world of conflict, unnecessary slaying and killing of thousands of innocent women, men and children throughout the world. So there is a need for the nations of the world to have programs of reconciliation and for us as Muslims to extend our hand of friendship. Which is absolutely encouraged by the teachings of the glorious Quran. For the Muslim community are indulging in, in very frivolous arguments, frivolous debates sometimes. And for years there have been this controversy now, whether it is permissible for Muslims to wish their Christian neighbors or their own Christian family Merry Christmas or at least, at least wish them goodwill and messages of peace. I think we need to move away from rigidity because rigidity brings stagnation and we are in the abyss of stagnation today as a global ummah of Rasulullah The world is groping in darkness. And we are still fighting each other about the length of our beard, the length of our kurta, how high must my turban be. All these frivolous issues. There's no need to debate these issues. But we enjoy this as a luxury to even go to the extent of declaring each other kafir. May Allah save us. May Allah help us and bring us out of this rut of rigidity and stagnation that we are in. Yes, there has been many Fatawa, and many scholars throughout the world for ages have always had differences of opinion. But what we must rise above is to respect the next person's disagreement, and we must agree in essence to disagree with respect. Sometimes we take fatwas that suits my whims and fancies. It is time that we, as an ummah, look realistically around us in this world and see how much the world needs us. Wallahi, the world needs you. The world needs me. This bloody and bleeding world is, needs us as a community of believers to teach and to show the beautiful teachings of the Qur'an and the most most sublime teachings of Rasulullah The question was asked to various scholars, is it permissible for Muslims to wish Christian brethren our Christian brethren? They are our brethren because Islam is universal. How many of us sitting here including myself? come from a Christian background. How many of us sitting here still have Christian family? Christian neighbors, does Islam not teach us to live in peace and harmony with everyone? So that's why I refer to the Christians as our Christian brethren. I refer to the Jews as our Jewish brethren. And all other nations and denominations, they are our fellow human beings. We have all been created by Allah. And so the question was asked, can we say a message of goodwill to Christians? And this question was asked to the Saudi scholar, Sheikh Muhammad Saleh bin Uthaymin, and he said, no, it is not permissible, because according to him, it tantamounts to, to shirk. That is his view, and the view of many scholars. However, there is a majority of scholars in the world that begged to differ with him does islam really forbid that simple act of wishing people well if we look in 2005 an official fatwa was issued by the department of islamic development in in malaysia which is called JAKIM and they said the issue the, the fatwa reads It is not wrong for Muslims to offer festive greetings to non-Muslims because we need to note, and here in Malaysia and Indonesia, it's a sizable majority that exists in Malaysia and Indonesia. In in Indonesia also, which is the largest Muslim population, the Indonesian Ulema Council, who are known as the MUI, they issued a fatwa and said, Wishing a greeting as an expression of our friendship to people of other faiths won't damage our faith because Islam is not a narrow-minded deen. Islam is not a narrow-minded religion. Me wishing my Christian family peace and well over this festive season or for throughout the year That won't damage my iman. It won't make me a kafir. I'm extending my hand of friendship to my fellow human beings, whom the Quran calls when the Quran refers to the Jews and the Christians, the Quran calls them Ahlul Kitab, people of the book. And scholars are unanimous on the fact that death is a respectable and noble title in which how Allah greets them and how Allah addresses them. Ya al Kitab. Read the glorious Quran. Throughout the theme of the Quran when Allah addressed the Jews and the Christians, Allah say, Ya al Kitab, O people of the book. Oh, where did we go wrong? In the year 2012 in Australia, the Grand Mufti, Ibrahim Abu Muhammad, was reported by the Sydney Morning Herald as saying, Islam is the religion which is based on the solid foundation of peace, cooperation, respect and holding others in high esteem. This is what Islam is and this is what Muslims must be all about. Therefore, in December of 2007, the United States Financial Times reported that 138 Islamic scholars, they grouped together and sent a message of goodwill and peace to the Christian world. And they were all, these 138 scholars, they were from Al-Azhar, they were from the Muftis of Egypt, the Muftis of Russia, of Bosnia, of Kosovo, of the United States of America, of Malaysia, Indonesia and all different parts of the world you want to tell me all these 138 scholars that banded together to send a message of goodwill to the entire Christian world, you want to tell me these scholars don't know their deen? If it was shirk or kufr to send a message of goodwill to the Christians, you want to tell me these scholars don't know their deen? No, we need to wake up to the call that the world is in need of guidance. It came so shocking to us that about two, three days ago, on the world news, they state that the government of Somalia issued a ban on Christian celebrations and commemorations. And they gave two reasons for it. They say all Somalis are Muslim and there's no Christians there. How true that can be, I really don't know. But that is not Islamic. It is un-Islamic. To prohibit people from having their own religious commemorations and celebrations is un-Islamic. The Nabi never stopped, Nabi Muhammad never stopped and prohibited people from practicing their own religion. The second point the Somalian government gives, they say they fear an attack by al-Shabaab. Since when do we bend backwards for terrorist organizations? There are so many organizations, Al-Shabaab, Boko Haram, ISIS, whatever they call themselves, doing monstrous and dastardly atrocities against humanity in the name of Islam. Since when must we bow backwards for any terrorist, whether they are Muslim by name, whether they are Christians, whether they are Jews, Terrorism is terrorism, and there's no respect and bending backwards for any terrorist, irrespective of their religion, their race, and their creed. That is not Islam. So I'm asking you, stopping people from practicing their religion, is that an Islamic stance? Definitely not, because the Quran, which is our supreme guidance, clearly and majestically states, La ikara there is no compulsion in the Deen of Islam. No one can compel the next person to embrace Islam. No one can under force force any person To accept the deen of Islam. Islam is the truth. It stands on its own. And those true seekers of truth will find the absolute truth. They don't need me or any other Muslim to convert them forcefully. The glorious Qur'an once again tells us, taqwa, عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَالْتَقْوَىٰ وَلَا تَعَوَنُوا عَلَى الْإِثْمِ udwan." Allah order us as a global community of believers by saying, Be cooperative with everyone with regard to that which will lead to righteousness and God consciousness. And this world is becoming godless. This world is becoming secular and moving further and further away from divine guidance. So Allah says, Cooperate with the rest of the nations of the world to that which leads to righteousness and God consciousness. And do not give your cooperation to anyone, irrespective if it is a Muslim government or anyone, if That will lead you to unrighteousness, to obscenity, to vulgarity and to sin. So the Quran is very clear with regard to the stance that a Muslim must take. Everything we do, whether it is in alliance with non-Muslims, as long as it brings God-consciousness, prosperity and peace onto our beautiful planet Mother Earth. The glorious Qur'an tells us with regard to our Christian brethren. And it is because of these teachings that I refer to them as our Christian brethren. The Qur'an says, (laughs) <laughs> Surat al-Ma'idah, the fifth surah of the Qur'an, verse 82, Allah says, And those closest to the Muslim community in love and goodwill are those who say, We are Christians. Allah says in the Qur'an, the Christians are the closest to the Muslim community. In the issue of love, in the matter of love and affection. Why Allah say? Because you will find in their religion there's monks and priests who are not conceited and no arrogant, but they are humble. I'm telling you, I don't need to go into detail with the interpretation of this verse. The verse makes it absolutely clear that we need to strive to live in peace and harmony with the Christians, with the Jews and with every other member of every other faith and denomination. There is no place for hatred in Islam, there is no place for animosity in Islam. Don't let us add to that that is already prevailing because of the small minds of rigidity that many of us have. Let us take the example of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa This masjid, listen carefully, this masjid and every masjid is the house of Allah. It doesn't belong to any single individual. No imam is, a ma- is the boss of the masjid. No committee, board of trust, or whatever titles we give ourselves. It's the boss of the masjid. Only one boss. You know who's the boss? annal masajid لِلَّهِ Every masjid in, is invested in the ownership of Allah only. And therefore every person of every faith Jews, Christians, Hindus, whatever denomination they are, they are welcome to come into this masjid or any masjid because the masjid is the house of God Almighty. It's the house of Allah. Let us look at the beautiful prophetic example. My Rasul and your Rasul who is our supreme guide where Allah says in Him you have the most perfect example. My Rasul, one day a Christian delegation from Najran, and mind you, this Christian community at that time, they believed in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They believed in the theory of of the sonship of Christ, that Jesus is the Son of God. They believed that Jesus died for the sins, despite... These beliefs that this Christian delegation had, what do you think Mahi Rasul did when they came forward with dialogue? The Nabi invited them into Masjid al-Nabawi. He had dialogue with them for three days inside Masjid al-Nabawi. And Sunday morning, when it was time for the Christians to worship and say their prayer, listen what the Nabi told them, you don't leave this masjid, you say your prayer right here in this masjid. This is an authentic report. I'm not sucking anything out of my thumb. This is an authentic report. And if this beautiful tolerance and respect for other people's beliefs was exhibited and practiced by Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I'm asking you, my dear brothers and sisters, where do we come in? Must we also not show a degree of respect and tolerance for other people of other faiths? Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said so beautiful in the hadith, he said, Ana Maryam. Lam bayni wa baynahu nabi. Listen to what the prophet said. People might think, what is this man speaking about Jesus in the mosque? Is he trying to bring Christianity in the mosque? Is he trying to glorify Jesus? No, I am speaking about Nabi Isa alayhi wa because he's our prophet. Listen what the Nabi say. The Nabi say, out of all of humanity, I am the closest to Jesus, because there was no Nabi between him and me. What more do we want? Even if I stop my talk right here, this is proof and evidence enough that the Christians, the Jews and the Hindus are not our enemies, they are our fellow human beings, but we stand up in our defense to those who show animosity and enmity towards us and also within the sunnah an example of rasulullah sallallahu so in this spirit of reconciliation and nation building which the entire south africa is calling for let us recall the beautiful words of my and your beloved nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said al khalqu kulluhum ayalullah the nabi said the entire creation Listen carefully, the Nabi doesn't only say the entire mankind, he says the entire creation is the universal family of Allah. nas النَّاسِ أَنفَعْهُمْ nas, And the best of people are those who are beneficial to other people. And it was in this same spirit that Jesus Christ taught his people by saying, famous verse in the Bible still, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God Almighty. Peacemakers is what the world needs today. The world is bleeding, the world is groping in darkness. So, Muslims, I'm not asking you to compromise your faith. I'm not asking you to turn a blind eye just to everything around you. We need to preach and educate and inform the world with regard to our Muslim stance, with respect and reverence. And we need to tell them that as Muslims, we do not agree that Jesus was born on the 25th of December. And this is also the view of many Christian scholars who say there is no evidence in the Bible or anywhere that Jesus was really born on the 25th of December. The 25th of December corresponds to the celebration of pagan religions like Mithraism, Zoroastrianism, Isis. The, the old god, ancient god, false god Isis, which was revered and worshipped by the ancient Egyptians. I'm not speaking about this terrorist Isis, I'm speaking about the idol by the name of Isis, which, uh, which many ancient Egyptians worship. They believed all that their gods were born on the 25th of December, and he came to save the world, and he was born from a virgin woman, etc., and that is in heaven, etc. This is an entire borrowing from ancient pagan religions, and therefore we do not condemn it. But even Christian scholars today progressive modern scholars of Christianity today, they say that the 25th of December is not the true birth date of Nabi Isa. But we celebrate the birth of Nabi Isa every day when we read the Quran because the Quran mentions it. Also, the decorations of Christian trees, Christmas trees, which I mentioned before also, but I want to make it clear again today. It is unbiblical Jesus Christ never decorated a Christmas tree. Where does this originate from? If you look in the Bible, the book of Jeremiah, the great prophet Jeremiah is one of the Nabis that we believe in. Jeremiah told his people, and this was hundreds of years before Jesus even came into this world, he said to his people, do not learn the ways of other people. Their customs are worthless. And what custom did Prophet Jeremiah refer to? He said, they cut a tree out of the forest and a craftsman shape it with his chisel and then they adorn it with silver trimmings and gold, etc., etc. Is that not what the Christmas tree is today? Then I'm asking you, if this is of pagan origin, why do some Muslims want to have it in their homes? It's not allowed for a Muslim to have a Christmas tree. It stems from paganism and it is also condemned in the Bible. And therefore, we need to tell our Christian brethren and show them this verse in the Bible and tell them this has nothing to do with the holy personality of our beloved Jesus Christ, Nabi Isa, a.s. Another point is Santa Claus. And you see Muslims at the various malls. Let their children sitting, sit on the lap of Father Christmas. Father Christmas, where does it come from? Also from paganism. Because ancient Russians believed that Father Christmas will always be there. And one day when God Almighty becomes too old to rule the universe then Father Christmas will take over from God. Wa na'udhu That is shirk. That is not what we condone. That is not what we stand for. But we need to educate our Christian brethren with hikmah, with wisdom, and with beautiful preaching. Instead of focusing on everything that brings divide, let us look at points of commonality, things that can bond us, things that can foster unity Peace and love among the nations of the world. There are so many non muslims scholars and modern evangelists who are today advocating, and even though they, they act with animosity and enmity against Islam and Muslims, we do not stoop down to their level. Our response must be one of dignity and intellectuality. And so you will find that they say, many scholars, Christian scholars and evangelists are saying that Islam, the religion of Islam, is the seed of Satan and the Quran is from the devil. Baseless. Because the devil stands for everything that deals with hatred, animosity and infighting. Whereas the very word Islam comes from the word salam, which means peace. And the very word Islam stands for I shall love all mankind. Simple as that. The glorious Quran can never be the source, never be from a devilish source. Because the Quran teaches us that shaitan is our manifest enemy. If Shaitan was the order of the Qur'an, he would have written down all the good things about himself, isn't it? Oh, God <laughs> I want you, to, when I ask a question, kindly respond that I know everyone is awake. <clears throat> if Shaitan, the Qur'an had to be from Shaitan, he would have written all the good things about himself in the Qur'an. Isn't it true? Yes, Definitely. But the Quran says, In Nahual this accursed Shaitan, he is the open enemy of mankind. And the Quran says whenever you start to read the Quran, Fasta'id Ibn Lahimina Shaitan al when you start to read the Quran, seek refuge and safety in Allah from Shaitan, the accursed. Can such a work be from Shaitan? So the so the argument is baseless. The second argument they say is Muslims are antichrists. Antichrist, Anti-Christ means you are against Jesus Christ. Nothing, believe you me, nothing can be further from the truth. And therefore let us, let us turn to the Quran. Let the Quran speak to us. Let the Quran speak to the world and let the Quran reply. If you look what is our main points of commonality with Christians? And this is an ideal time to share this message with them. The Roman Catholic world, the Roman Catholic Church, they revere Mother Mary, whom we call Sayyidina Maryam, to such a degree that they refer to her as the Great Lady or as the Mother of God. Wa May Allah save us from such such uh, words. Allah Almighty was not born, is not begotten, nor does He beget. No one gave birth to Allah. He don't have a mother, nor a father, nor a son, nor a daughter, nor any partner. He is the only true sovereign of the entire universe. So, we need to tell our brethren, our Catholic brethren, by saying, do you know that this entire chapter in the Quran, which is called Surah Maryam, it is placed as the 19th surah of the 114 chapters of the Quran, and it consists of 98 ayat and verses. The Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam undoubtedly had the greatest of love for our mother Bibi Khadija radhiyallahu anha. Yet, there is not one surah in the Quran which is called Surah Khadija. The Nabi undoubtedly had the greatest affection and love for Sayyidina Aisha. There's not one Surah Fatima or one Surah Aisha. Which shows that the Quran was not from Prophet Muhammad wasallam but he received it as is, as a revelation from Almighty God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Did you know? Ask him these questions. Ask him this question and start conversation with him. Ask him, do you know that in the whole of the Qur'an, Sayyidina Maryam, whom they call Mother Mary or the Virgin Mary, she is mentioned 34 times in the Qur'an by name. 34 times Allah mentions Mary by name in the Qur'an. And how beautiful and majestically the angels came to declare to her, the decree of Almighty Allah, Ya Maryam, Inna Allah astafaaki, Wataharaki, Wastafaki, Ala nisa'il il alamin. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa being an Arab, is telling his immediate audience, who are Arabs, that Allah has decreed for Mary, saying, O oh Mary, Allah has chosen you, and purified you, and chosen you, above the women of all nations. An Arab prophet is telling that to his immediate audience, his Arab, that a Jewish woman is preferred by Allah, and chosen by Allah, and purified by Allah, and chosen above the women of all nations. And with regard to the birth of Jesus, it is a happy occasion for us. We don't know when is the birth of Jesus, we know when is the birth of Rasulullah sallallahu That's why we have our mauluds. But the birth of every prophet, including John the Baptist, Nabi Yahya is mentioned in the Quran. The Nabi sallallahu himself explained that the best day of the week is Friday. Why? Because on that day Allah created and brought into birth, brought into creation Nabi Adam alaihissalam. The birth of every prophet is a great occasion. And that's why when Allah sent Jibreel to Sayyidina Maryam and I want you to picture this. Here is a young virgin girl. A young virgin girl according to the Quran. Suddenly a figure appears in front of her. And because of her modesty, and because of her devotion to God Almighty as a pious young lady. Immediately she said, Inni in Kunta taqia." She said, I seek refuge in you from Allah, the most merciful, if you are truly God fearing. And the person said to her, Innama anarasulabik he said, Don't fear, O oh Mary, O oh Maryam, don't fear. I'm only a messenger of Allah coming to you with good tidings, with happy news about what? About the birth date of a son that you will have. And his name will be Isa. Jesus. And she said, She said, Anna Yakunu Li Hulam she said to the angel who was Gabriel she said to Gabriel how is it possible for me that I can have a son when no man has touched me and I was not an unchaste girl a beautiful lesson for us to teach our young daughters keep and preserve your chastity. Very important. This is one rule and one lesson we can learn from Sayyidina Maryam. She said, how can I have a son or a baby when no man has touched me? She wasn't even kissed by mistake. No one ever touched her. She was absolutely pure, absolutely clean. And listen to the response of Sayyidina Jibreel, the archangel Gabriel. He said, Kala Kadalik. Allah has ruled it for you to be so. قَالَ رَبُّكِ هُوَ يهين And your Lord Allah say, That for me is easy, is nothing. وَلِنَّجْعَلَهُ آيَةً لِلنَّاسِ وَرَحْمَةً minna And I, Allah say, will make Jesus a rahmah, a mercy, and a sign unto people. As a sign Allah caused him to be born without a human father. That mankind must realize that although Allah has put down the laws of nature, a man and a woman must get together in the union of love in order to beget a child. But Allah is not binded to the laws of nature. فَعَالٌ لِمَا Allah can do whatever He wants. For Allah, for, to make Sayyidina Maryam hamil, the world to become hamil without a human father, that is nothing for Allah. That's why Allah say, "Inna مَثَلَ isa عِنْدَ اللَّهِ كَمَثَلِ آدَمْ خَلَقَهُ مِنْ تِرَابِ ثُمَّ قَالَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُونَ akbar, أَكْبَرُ عَلَّهُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهُ For Allah that is nothing. When Allah wills a thing, when Allah wants to do something he merely wills it into existence he wills it into being kun fayakun be and it is Allah willed for Sayyidina Maryam to become pregnant with the holy baby Jesus without a human father without a husband and for Allah that is nothing as Allah say the likeness of Jesus is like the likeness of Adam he created him from dust and said to him, Be, and he was. Adam was a greater miracle. Jesus had no father. Adam had no mother and no father. This is what Allah teaches us in the Quran. And how many of us are ignorant, thinking the masjid is going to be changed into a mosque if we speak about these issues? These issues are Quranic issues. It deals with our Islam. If I must stand here today and I say, I don't believe in Jesus, then I'm not a Muslim anymore. It is a fundamental requirement for me and you as a Muslim to believe in all the prophets. So we are not, we are not the Antichrist. And so we come to Jesus himself. Nabi Isa, if you look into the Quran the Nabi, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu is Alaihi no, is, is referred to in the Qur'an by name four times. Four times by name. In other instances, Allah addresses him with respect by saying, Yaseen, Hamim, Toha, Ya Ayyuhal Muzzammil, Ya Ayyuhal Muddathir. But by name, the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi is mentioned four times. Do you know that Jesus by name is mentioned in the Quran 25 times? 25 times Jesus is mentioned by name. 11 times in the Quran, Allah refers to him as Al Masih, which means the Messiah, Christ. The anointed one. He is called Christ in the Quran. And the word Christ does not mean God or part of God. The word Christ means an anointed one for the purpose of teaching the teachings of God and the revelations of God Almighty. In the Quran, 23 times Allah referred to Jesus as Isa ibn Maryam. Isa ibn Maryam, Jesus, the son of Mary, the son of Sayyidina Maryam. And the Qur'an speaks of His birth. And we need to share this with our Christian brethren. We need to share it with the world in fact. The Qur'an so beautifully speaks to us and say, "Qala inni Abdullah." اللَّهِ you Now when Jesus was born, His mother Mary came, carrying Him in her arms. And as a young woman, her community knows that she is not married. She don't have a husband, so they tell her, How come you have a baby? Your mother wasn't unchaste, your father wasn't an impure man. What did you do? (laughs) Allahu Akbar. Now the Quran is so beautiful, wallahi. So beautiful, read the Quran. Read the chapter, the 19th chapter of the Quran, which is called Surah Maryam. In there Allah deals with this. She held her baby. And she looked at this unbelieving, mocking audience in front of her. Fa'asharat She pointed to the little baby, so to say, Why do you ask me? Ask him. But why did she point to a baby? Because she knew that this is no special child. This is no ordinary child. This is a special child of whom the malaika came to give her the good news of his blessed birth. And lo and behold, according to the Bible, the first miracle that Jesus performed was turning water into wine. No wonder, let's so drunk for that. It's in a kist of beer. It's and a But with the greatest of respect, we need to tell them, no, you know, the first miracle of Jesus was defending the integrity of His beloved mother. And as a baby... He spoke to an unbelieving audience, as Allah says in the Quran, He said, Inni Abdullah, I am the servant of Allah. Atani al Kitab Nabiyan. Allah has given me the revelations of the gospel of the Injil Nabiyan and Allah has made me to be born as a Prophet. مُبَارَكًا كُنْتُ and Allah has made me blessed wherever I will be. This is from the Quran. Jesus as a baby is telling this to an unbelieving audience, that Allah has blessed me wherever I may be. And Allah has enjoined me and on all those who follow me to worship Him and also to pay zakat to the poor people. And then a beautiful statement defending the integrity of his mother he said وَبَرَّمْ بِوَالِدَتِ And Allah has made me kind and generous and loving and merciful and compassionate towards my mother. وَلَمْ يَجَعَلْنِي جَبَّارًا شَكِيًّ And Allah has not made me arrogant and conceited. A point for us to take note Many of us were arrogant in the dealings and in our dealings with our own mother and father. Our harshness that we deal with our parents, you will never enter the Jannah. You will never enter paradise except through your mother and your father. And Nabi Isa a.s. said, Beautiful, with regard to the day of his birth, his birth date, he said, wassalamu alayya." Yo, he said, blessed am I, peace is on me, this beautiful day, this auspicious day of my birth. So the birth of Jesus is dear to us, but we don't know on what exact date it is. We hold His birth, His mission, and His personality as dear to us because he is our prophet, Nabi Isa alayhi salam. And the Nabi said, He is the closest to me of all people. He said, Peace is on me the day of my birth, wa amutu the day that I shall die, wa yawma uba and the day that I shall be raised to life again. Look how Allah says to us, that. Is Jesus Christ, the son of Mary. That is Nabi Isa, the son of Sayyidatina Maryam. Our Nabi, Allah says, This is the true word about which they dispute. It does not befit the divine majesty of Allah that He should take a son or begot a son. So Allah first say that He was a Prophet, and then Allah say He's not my begotten Son, because begotten is an animal function of sex between male and female, and it does not befit the Holy Divine Majesty, and He's that, and His person as God Almighty. Subhana, glory be to Him. He's free of all shortcomings, free of all defects. Kun fayakun. Whenever Allah wills a thing, He merely wills it into being and wills it into existence. Wa inna Allah harabi. And Jesus Christ told His people, Verily, Allah is my Lord and your Lord. Faabudu. So worship Him alone. هذا سرّة مستقيم. This is the true path. That Allah says. In conclusion, I'm asking you, all this evidence that i produced to you from the noble Qur'an and from the true prophetic teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is this un-Islamic? Is it wrong for the Imam to speak about this in the masjid? Please people, move away from the abyss of rigidity and narrow-mindedness. Islam is universal in its application. The world needs the teachings of the Qur'an and the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu It is our task as Muslims to convey the message. And so I'm asking you, to, to those missionaries and evangelists who say, Islam is from the devil, the seed of the devil, and Muslims are antichrist, I'm asking you, whatever I said, does that sound devilish? Does that sound anti-Christ, against Christ, or for Christ? We are all for Christ, like we are all for every single prophet, from Adam to the last one, Nabi Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I hope you have understood this message. It is our duty to convey this message. And listen how Allah orders, and I conclude now with this ayah from the Qur'an. Allah says, ila Rabbika bil-hikma." وَالْمَوْعِذَةِ الْحَسَنَةِ وَجَادِلْهُمْ بِالَّتِيهِ أَحْسَنُ The methodology of da'wah, the methodology of tabliqh, the methodology of conveying and propagating the message of Islam is clear cut in the Qur'an. Call all people towards the way of your Lord Allah with wisdom and beautiful preaching. وَجَادِلْهُمْ بِالَّتِيهِ أَحْسَنُ and reason with them in ways that are beautiful and most gracious. I hope, even this is not our Christmas. It is not our New Year. It is not our time to run around like mad people in the klopsa and dance around. It is not our culture. It is not our teachings. And I will speak strongly against it, irrespective against who it is. The truth must be said. قُلِّ الْحَقِّ وَلَوْ كَانَ Speak the truth at all times, in Nabisi, even if it counts against yourself. But with wisdom, with beautiful preaching, and reason with people in ways that are beautiful and most gracious. This is a beautiful time for us to enter into dialogue and discussion with our Muslim friends, our Muslim neighbors, and our own Muslim family. I have Christian family myself. Because we come originally from a Christian background. I would have been a priest today. But Allah made me an imam. Alhamdulillah, takbir Allah. So I'm standing here. And my Christian brethren and family, if I meet them, I will say to them, Merry Christmas. May Allah bless you. And may Allah guide you. <laughs>